Hey, this is Daniel. Thanks for listening to DIY Money. If you haven't already, be sure to give us a five-star review on iTunes so your friends know that they can learn from the show. Now, enjoy the show. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to another edition of DIY Money. DIY Money. Ali. Hey, Logan. What's kicking? Uh, you know, um, it's my birthday today. No, it's not. It is. Are you being for real? I am being for Why real. Why are you bringing that up right I now? I just shocked you on that. Happy birthday! Okay, in my defense, I just started working here, so this is the that's first fair. birthday that we've celebrated today. Yeah, that's together. True. That I mean, is true. And today, actually. And we're gonna celebrate it. Wait, with what are you doing for your birthday? Days, Does Daniel know? Or are we gonna? No, are Daniel's you gonna probably truth bomb too. on him. No, we're. Uh, I <laughs> am uh, gonna have twenty meetings today. It'll be great. Um, but it'll be fun. Tonight I have tournament Marika's volleyball, um, which is just the place I play sand volleyball. I thought at. you played on Thursdays. It's it Thursday. is Thursday. It's a weird week. Oh we're, my this is uh goodness. New Year's week when we're recording this, so we didn't have um everybody was off on Monday. Now we're back. It makes for a strange week. I'm sure you all feel that out there whenever you have a, a short week. But Okay, so Marika, so you're going to win the tournament, and then what? Yeah, so I have a couple of games, and then a bunch of my buddies and friends, and my wife will be there, and uh, we'll just hang out for a little bit and whatever, get food and stuff. What the heck? Why didn't you tell me yesterday I would have made you a well, homemade cake from Because scratch. I, I am, not I'm very low-key about the birthday. And that's going to sound weird since I just brought it up on the podcast. But uh, It was just to... To dig at me, I yeah, I'm very, I'm very <laughs> low key. I don't, I don't uh, make that public knowledge. Okay, often. let's talk about. And I'm also, I, I'm getting old, so I don't. Is I don't this twenty six? Twenty six, and okay. I just, mm, yeah. I was telling someone the other day, the difference between like how my body feels now and then like even maybe like sophomore year of college. <laughs> I'm like, what happened to me? Like, I'll wake up every morning. I like. Within the first minute of getting up, I'll crack my back like six. I'll like turn this way, and it's like, and I turn. Allie, you understand there? There are thirty, forty, and fifty year olds listening to this right now, and just saying, "You just wait." They're rolling their eyes. Also, they are rolling their eyes very hard at you. But uh, no, twenty six and twenty five is. I feel like the last birthday that matters at all. Like now, I can drive a. uh, I can drive a, a rental car. At 25, but 26, like, there's nothing. I have no bonuses. There's no, like, oh, now I can do this. Now it's over. It's Now it's downhill from here. Well, uphill till 50, right? And then downhill. Sure. Over the hill. <laughs> um, tell me, okay, I have one more question about your birthday, and then we can get into it. Because you just truth bombed this on mm-hmm. me, and now I'm like, shoot, I got to go. <laughs> I, you should just take the day off. Why are you even here? Okay, here's my other question. Birthday cake preference? Are you an ice cream cake guy? Pie? Mm. What's your dessert of choice? So that's a good question. I actually do not like cake very much. Um, not a cake guy. I think it's more like not an icing guy. No, I that's don't like I the am. super sweet. It's mm-hmm. just not not for me. But um, I do. I enjoy pie. I really like cookies. I do once a year, you know, birthday time, I like a strawberry cake. I, I don't mind that. So, strawberry cake. My mom awesome. makes a mean strawberry cake. Does See, she? and if you would have told me earlier, <laughs> maybe you would have had a strawberry no, cake. No, the last thing you I don't need get cake anymore. is cake. That's, a, that's <laughs> all right. Cake, baby. You're cake, baby. But, that's uh, awesome. Okay. We do have, we're, back, we're still in the Back to the Basics series. We're talking, uh, today's episode is all about debt hierarchy, paying off debt. 
we've gone through the kind of the baby, not baby steps, but we've gone through our steps. So the first step, getting on a budget, figuring out a budget, how to do a budget, tracking your expenses. Then we got to the point where we're talking about fast cash. We're talking about emergency fund, how to build those up. Then we get to the step of margin. And Quentin and I just talked about how you build up margin and in having a long-term growth of that margin. And maybe you have to do that a couple of different ways. Either you have to cut expenses or you have to increase your income. So decrease outflow, increase income. The only two ways to make margin. So in this episode, we're talking about you have margin now. I don't care if it's $50, if it's $20, if it's $1,000 a month, you have margin. The first place that margin should go after you have your emergency fund, after you have your fast cash, the first place that margin should go is towards debt. Allie, what say you? So, yes, that is absolutely the first place to start. If you do not have margin, you will never pay off your debt. So the more margin you create... You'll just get more debt, right? If you don't have any margin, (laughs) you have a negative margin, more debt is bound to happen. Exactly. So the first step in getting rid of debt is just flipping the script. So I think it's interesting if you take a look at all of your debts, if you can kind of have the psychology behind it. So we have clients sometimes that will come in with a ton of credit card debt or something. And a lot of times one of the questions we'll ask them just to get an understanding of the full picture is, okay, how did you get this debt? Because there's a big difference between, oh, I had a lot of medical bills come due, I needed to pay them, and I got in a pinch, and I didn't have liquidity, or, oh, I don't know, I just like to go out to eat, whatever. So the first thing is, I think, psychologically, you have to get away from what caused you the debt in the first place. Now, that might be different if it's like student loans or mortgage or something like that. Mm -hmm. And then, once you get past the psychology, then you work towards the math, And this is where they kind of blend together. So one thing we recommend a lot of times is the debt snowball method, which I think a lot of people have heard of. But essentially, Dave Ramsey, we don't agree with everything Dave Ramsey says, but we do like debt snowball Mm -hmm. and debt snowball attacking the lowest balances first. So going after not the highest interest rate. I mean, I think it's natural to say, okay, I have a $40,000 loan that is at 6%. And I have a $5,000 loan that is at 4%. I'm going to pay off the larger one with the larger interest rates first. And like you're saying, that's psychology. So speak more to that. The debt snowball, if you essentially the idea behind it is yes, by the math, you're going to end up paying a little bit more interest. But here's what ends up happening. Let's say, just to give an example, let's say we have a $10,000 debt at 6%. And we have a $4,000 debt at, well, for this to work, it needs to be like 4%. We'll do that. So if you pay off the 4% one first, and you're still making the minimum payments on the 6% loan, to be clear, mm-hmm. what ends up happening is whatever your payment was gets freed up, and you get a little win early in the game. So if I'm making minimum payments on both of those, and then I'm putting that extra payment amount onto the $10,000 loan, I'll probably end up, I don't know the math behind it, but coming out kind of close to paying those off at the same time. But the entire time I'm making two payments, and that can Mm. be really exhausting mentally. But if you see the benefit and the fruit early of, well, I'm not paying two payments anymore. I'm only paying one because I paid off that $4,000 one early. It gives you so much more motivation to attack that $10,000 one. And now you can roll that payment 
into the other loan. Exactly, bingo. So you have, I mean, we have a lot of people that come in. They have multiple different kind of credit card debts. The people that I talk to and help them get out of this debt situation, they have five different credit cards or they have multiple different student loans and they're going, I'm making 10 minimum payments. What do I do? Well, the first thing is to get rid of some of those minimum payments because once you get one of those done, then you can take that entire amount and you can roll it into the next one. And that's how you create the snowball. You're taking minimum payments and whatever your margin is, you're paying it towards the smallest balance. And then let's say you have $1,000 of a credit card that you've been paying $50 of a minimum. You now take and slap on your $100 of margin. You get that $1,000 paid off. And now you don't have $100 to apply to the next debt. You have $150 to apply to the next debt. So taking those and then rolling it into the next is exactly what we think as far as a debt snowball uh, method. And that's the best way, in our opinion, to pay off debt. So it's difficult. It's not easy. It is a painful journey as you're paying it off. And you'll see, I mean, right now, my wife and I are totally in this phase. We are in the payoff debt phase. And we have a couple different debts out there, um, especially my wife is in PA school. She has student loans that are coming in. I would just be encouraging those folks out there that I understand it's difficult to take every ounce of margin that you have and pay it off, but it's so rewarding in the end. So one of the first debts that she has as far as her um, student loans go, we got paid off her first semester like a couple of weeks ago. And celebrating that is amazing to be able to say, okay, we got that done. Now we can roll it into the next one. Celebrating those little wins is so, so important. So I don't care if your celebration is that you go out and happy hour, get half price apps or whatever it is, something small to celebrate each and each and every one of those victories of getting something paid off is so important because like Ali is saying, the psychology is crucial. It is crucial in this debt payoff process because it's a grind. I mean, it's difficult to go after and pay off debt over time when you're not necessarily to the wealth creation point yet. You're not building up a significant amount for your retirement or future, but you're doing the groundwork. You're laying the foundation for a great and successful plan in the future. And in our opinion, you can't have debt to do that. Now, when I'm talking about debt, I'll put a caveat in there. We are not in the camp that to be to go from the debt payoff phase to the wealth creation phase, you have to pay off your mortgage. We're not necessarily in that camp. There's a lot of people out there that believe, hey, I just want to pay off my mortgage. That is okay. That's completely okay. But we are not in that camp. And the reason is you're living in that house. You're making that payment. Now, again, some people... They don't want to have any debt, and that's okay. But uh, we're not in that camp. Allie, speak a little bit more to that because we see that all the time. Should I pay off my mortgage? Should I go on to the next step? Building up wealth, things like that. I have six houses. I bought an 18-wheeler a couple months ago just because I could. So for the mortgage, the way I think of it, which makes it a little bit different, is when you make mortgage payments, yes, you are eliminated debt, but you're also kind of building equity. Mm -hmm. So it seems a little bit different, which to me in my own thinking, changes the philosophy of it. But I think the psychology involved in the mortgage is kind of similar to this idea of um, debt snowball in that if someone 
wants to pay off their mortgage in a meeting most of the time, unless it's like they have other debts or something that's a higher priority. We say, if you want to pay off the mortgage, pay off the mortgage. Because when you have no debt, and Quint uses this example um, quite a bit, if you're paying, let's say, 6% on your debts and the market is up, you're feeling okay. Mm -hmm. But the second the market dips down, like, because sometimes buddies of Quint or buddies of some of our clients will be like, oh, well, yeah, I took out a loan to invest. And that's great. Is that how our buddies talk? That's good. Your buddies. That's Quince buddies, to be clear. Don't matter, man. It's the old, oldies, old town. You know what I think, man? Like, them dang, I think, therefore you are, man. No, some of our clients' buddies. That's great when the market is up, but the second the market's down and now you're losing 2% and you're still also paying 7% of debt, mm. that's when people make dumb decisions. Yeah, I agree. And we see, I mean, a lot of the folks that we work with, if you got into a house in 2020, 2021, or if you had a house that you refinanced in that time period, your mortgage rate is likely very, very low. I mean, you could, we've seen two and a half percent, three percent, four percent. You're at a low interest rate. And right now on a risk-free treasury bond or money market fund or something like that, you can get four to five percent on those funds. So it's hard. The math will tell you, the math will say, why would you pay off a mortgage when you can get a 4 to 5% interest rate. But the thing is, if you have no debt, period, including the mortgage, having that paid off does make you a better investor. It makes you able to be more opportunistic with deals, with the stock market. So Quint tells this story all the time. Him and his wife, they paid off their mortgage years ago because they did not want to have any debt. They wanted no debt, period. So they paid off their house completely. In doing that, in having no payments, no debt that they're worried about, now you still have property tax and insurance if you pay off your mortgage, but having no regular debt payments makes Quint a better investor. So in COVID, when the market is down 30%, Quint was one of the few people that we had in our office that took money and put it, invested it into the market when things were really scary, when the market was down significantly and we didn't know what was happening, everything was shut down. He could be opportunistic because he didn't have that debt. Right. And if he is down and loses that investment completely, he still has his house. Exactly. Exactly. So it gives him opportunity to take a little more risk if he needs to or wants to. Yeah. Versus we have people that are trying to do the same thing where they're saying, oh, I do have a car payment. I do have a student loan, but it's only about 5% or so, 5, 6, 7%. And I can get 10% in the markets. I don't like that at all. Because if you're trying to play the interest rate game, where you're trying to get more in the markets than you can get on one of these debt payments that's out there, I would much rather you just pay off the debt because at some point, the market's going to underperform. 2022, if you were doing both in 2022 and you are just came off 2021 where you made tons of money in the markets... The next year, markets are down somewhere around 20%. You're feeling like, oh my goodness, I need to take this money out and I need to pay off my car loan. I need to pay off my student loan. And then you pull the money out at a bad time and miss the run in 2023. So that's why it's so crucial that the debt payoff strategy, that debt hierarchy is before you go on to the next step, which is... um, wealth creation and building wealth. So the mortgage, 
kind of an optional thing. There's preferences for people to go either way. But when we talk about a debt hierarchy and paying off that debt, we really do talk about the snowball method. That's really what we're pointing to. But you do have to be aware and understand what your debt is. So I have asked people that have said, hey, I'm in a lot of debt and I got to pay it off. I'll ask them, well, how much debt are you in? What is what is your amount of debt? It's a lot. That's their answer. It's a lot. Okay. How much? You should know down to the dollar amount what your debt is if you're serious about getting this paid off. If you're serious about knocking out any debt that you have, you should know what your debt is. How much do you have in student loans? I have $50,243. Whatever it is that you know so that you are on point and you're attacking that debt. And then as you get things paid off, you can have those celebrations and you can have those wins. Now, as far as a hierarchy goes, let's say that balances are typically the same. You do want to attack the highest interest rate. So a lot of the time, credit cards are, are some of the worst debt out there. Getting credit cards paid off is normally the first step you would go down. You would look at the balances. You would look at the interest rate for a debt snowball. But a lot of the time, credit cards nowadays are 20 to 25% interest daily on the amount that you're uh, the amount that you're carrying a balance. So getting those paid off, crucially, crucially important. Now, I know this, this episode could be long-winded, but, Allie, sometimes it's maybe necessary to take debt. So there's not everybody can just go through life and not have any debt at all. I mean, right now, my wife and I, we're very fiscally responsible, but we have student loans. So when is it okay maybe to have debt? That's a good question, and I think this is where we, like, differ a little bit from the Dave Ramsey philosophy of, like, well, just save until you can get it, because my, something I've thought about and was challenged in, actually, at my old job, my car died really unexpectedly, and I didn't have a lot saved off, saved up, I mean, for a new one, because I was not anticipating losing a car, Mm. and I know you resonate with this, because every other week your car breaks, I think. (laughs) And so I think in that situation, I had to sit down and say, okay, I do not have a lot of money for what I can get for this amount that I have saved. Is that going to be a safe and reliable transportation? Mm. And if it's not, then maybe I need to go in debt a little bit, do as much down as I could, but go into debt a little bit to get something that's a little bit nicer. But with that mentality thinking, I'm going to get this debt paid off as soon as possible. So that's one example you mentioned student loans. I think if I waited and saved every dollar until I finished grad school, it wouldn't necessarily have made sense for the timing of being able to get into the profession I wanted to. Mm-hmm. So to me, I looked at that and thought through what is the like dollar value of this degree? How much is this going to add to What's my salary? What's your return, right? What is your return on your investment? Exactly. Right? And when I decided that I would be able to get into the industry I want to sooner, make a little bit more money the return on the investment was good enough that I was willing to take out debt knowing that at the end of that, however many years for my payment plan that I've created in my own mind, I'm not doing like minimum payments right now. I knew that I would come out ahead. So sometimes it will help you leverage to get to one of your goals, but be really careful when you do that, that you're actually getting a good return on your investment and you're not just getting to go eat out at Chick-fil-A every day. Yeah, for sure. I mean, you, you, are investing 
for student loans or for things like that, you're investing in that. If you start a business, maybe you take out an investment in order to build that business, but you are calculating the risk and the return of that. So if you're going, I don't think college is for everybody. If you're coming out of high school and you're going into college and you are deciding, hey, should I go to college or should I not? Well, what degree do you plan on going down? What road do you plan on going down? If you're going to be an engineer and you might have to take out some debt to get that degree, is your return on investment going to be worth it? If you're going into, I don't know, some kind of um, like, uh, let's say, philosophy or something, do you think there's enough return on investment for you to take out that debt? Regardless of that, regardless of how you got the debt, it still reigns true that this debt hierarchy lies right in between getting margin and then going to the wealth creation stage. It is a, it's a crucial point. You can't skip over it. You can't try to go and start doing wealth creation at the same time that you're doing the debt payoff. So I think the summary of everything we've talked about, debt snowball, attack it as much and as quickly as you can. Get those things knocked out, and you set yourself on a trajectory for long-term wealth creation, and then you get to the fun stuff. You get to the fun stuff that Daniel and I will talk about on the next episode where you can start building long-term wealth, but you can't skip this step. We have tons of episodes out about debt. I encourage you to go back and listen to them. We don't like it. We're not fans of it, and there's a reason. It affects everything in your life. It affects how you're an investor. It affects how you handle big swings in the stock market or big swings in your career. Debt is, it's painful, but you got to get it paid off. You got to get it out of there and you'll feel so much better afterwards. I have one thing to add to the summary. Happy birthday, Logan. Okay, good. <laughs> Thank you so much. Um, we will be starting back our typical episode rhythm in here in a, uh, a couple episodes. So send us those questions at podcast at DIYmoney.org. That's podcast at DIYmoney.org. We are uh, a fee-only fiduciary that has a wealth development program here at Jewel Financial. Jewel Financial is our sponsor of all episodes. We do wealth development for folks that are out of these stages. They've kind of gone through the process. They've paid off debt. They're in the wealth creation phase. Maybe they have a complex issue or something that they want to talk to us about. So feel free to reach out to us. and You can check us out on our website, jewelfinancial.com, J-O-U-L-E. And again, send us those questions. Thank you so much for listening. The secret to wealth really is very simple. Live on less than you make pay off debt, and then invest the rest. Do so for a very long time. Make it a great one. Thanks for listening to this episode of the show. If you want content delivered to you regularly, be sure to follow us on Instagram at DIY.money. And if you want your question aired on the show, be sure to send that to us and you'll get a $25 Amazon gift card. This show is for entertainment and educational purposes only and is not intended as personal financial advice. Before making any financial decision, please do your homework and consult a financial advisor as needed.